here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Like that? That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another one. Bruno. See? Give me another one. Tony Bruno. You say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper? <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Hello there, kids. It is, you know what it is, Robin. Let's just not, let's cut out the uh, the bullshit and get right to it. It is. Oh, wait, this is an R-rated, X-rated version of the taco song? There will be profanity on today's show. So for all of you in an office place with young children around, I want to give you this uh, parental discretion advised. Taco Tuesday, it's T-Rant Tuesday, it's Ta-Ta Tuesday, it's Taser Tuesday, it's Tony Tuesday. One thing it's not is Fredo Tuesday. And for all my greaseball friends out there who who love the mob movies, I will have a tirade especially for you today. You know who you are, Forza Corrado, who doesn't listen to the show. You know who you are, Luigi, who's a part of the show and will do Funkin' Fantasy. All of you strapazoids out there. I'm taking you all down today, and I'm taking you down hard. But that's coming up later, as we like to tease ahead on the show. I like this. Got a good beep. I know. Can dance to it. Guacamole, though, is additional. You don't get guac no. with these tacos, baby. Drink it's Taco Tuesday. Yes, we you know what else it is, Robin? Mexican food. It's take the players to the batting cages and teach them how to hit Tuesday. You know why, Robin? Why? Because Charlie is back, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, You've met Charlie. You've had cocktails yes, with Charlie. I have, I have, I have. And as I said yesterday on the show with the Phillies having the off day, and I wasn't the only person who said this, but before they play their next game on Tuesday night, which is tonight, weather permitting because there's some thunderstorms in the area, 
The Phillies had to do something after that horrific road trip in which they were embarrassed in Arizona and then pretty much got jacked up, sort of like A-Rod. We'll get to that story, too, in San Francisco. A-Rod went to San Francisco to do a baseball game and left with a bigger loss than the Phillies, losing three out of four. We'll rip A-Rod today for just being stupid. How could a guy so good-looking, so wealthy, so smart, and so talented be so stupid? We'll get to that in a moment. But Bloody Monday wasn't really a Bloody Monday after all, Robin. I would say it was more of a a trickle or a slightly it, spotted uh, Monday. Yeah, I was going to say, it was, a, it was a light flow. A light <laughs> <laughs> For all my female listeners out there, it wasn't like that time of the month. Uh-huh. I, I think you should explain this a little bit more because Bloody Monday is a, connotes all kinds yeah, of like yeah. it, it violence can, and yeah. No, I mean like a heavy flow, really bad cramps. Yeah, you know, exactly. The kind of the, the, the Phillies the, cramped up pretty yeah. well the last couple of weeks, losing series after series, and then Bloody Monday pretty much became that. Uh, Trickle, not dick trickle. That's a different kind of problem right now. <laughs> so the Phillies today announced this morning, while you were sleeping, that a man that no one could identify if you put his picture on your front page of all your social media or on Twitch, John Malley. Have you ever heard of John Malley, Robin? No. John Malley was the Phillies hitting coach, to the surprise of everyone. Because when everybody saw John Malley has been fired... People said, who? Or, <laughs> as Luigi would say, exactly. that's what people were saying. But they had to do something. They didn't fire the manager. There probably are going to be more moves, according to the Phillies. They ain't done yet. Now, Charlie Manuel, as you all know, loved, beloved figure in here, won the World Series in 2008. Great style, great man, veteran guy. You know, people won't yell about Charlie Manuel being too old like they do about other people. Charlie's respected, he's loved, and he still works in the organization. So he's sitting around and he's saying, hey, yeah. it's hitting season. That's what Charlie's line, this classic line was when he was managing the Phillies back in those World Series days. It's hitting season. You know what's weird? There's Ageism is a definite thing, except in certain uh, professions. Baseball managers and presidents. Those two seem to not have any issue with older people being. There it is again. PCR Inc. Pick, answer it. Stop answer, answer it. Put it on the air. Put them on the air. I told you this yesterday. Hello? 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 This is an important. Why did you cut it off? I didn't. Okay. I think they figured out. Somebody started talking. I know. I wanted to and then rip they them a new asshole, and give out their phone number. Does it have the number that they called from? No, it just says PCR. PCR? P- PCR, Inc. And it's, Not PCH, which is the great road in uh, Southern this California. Is like, this is one of those student debt forgiveness thing every single every day. Every single day, like clockwork. Right at the seven minutes, six minutes after one o'clock Eastern time. That's Ugh, what happens. Drives me freaking batty. Any, Not PCP. I think that's what Chris Cuomo was on yesterday. But anyway, we'll get to him. I want to get to the sports first. So you got Charlie Manuel, the new hitting coach. People are saying, all right. Then there are now people breaking it down. Does that mean if the Phillies continue to struggle in the last 44 games of the season, that they'll be able to slide Charlie right back in the managerial's chair and get rid of Gabe Kapler? 
That's what people, and then people say, well, that's not a good move because Charlie's getting older. He's a lot older. Dude is old. But Charlie Manuel is beloved in this town, even though, remember, after the Phillies won the World Series, there were a lot of things that Charlie Manuel was criticized for because that's how we roll here in this city. You win a World Series, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. The next season, people were criticizing him. So you don't get a free pass just because you won a world championship, which come few and far between here in our great city of brotherly love, the birthplace of America, the Quaker City, Philadelphia, PA. Yeah. Yeah. But the Phillies and Cubs tonight. But, but Gabe Kapler is still the manager. Mm-hmm. And Gabe Kapler, at this hour, we have a live feed now at Citizens Bank Park in the manager's office. We do? Yes, we will go to it because, as you know, the Phillies always, and all major league teams, not just the Phillies, do they know that we have a live camera No, on they don't. We have a hidden camera. It's a hidden camera. It was the one that was supposed to be in Jeffrey Epstein's uh, cell in New York, but <laughs> yeah. they lost it, and then we found it and put it in the Phillies clubhouse, actually in the manager's office. We have a live shot now of Gabe Kapler trying to cook up today's, tonight's starting lineup for the Phillies versus the Chicago Cubs. You notice every day he throws a different lineup out there, yeah. and there's a very analytically involved process, not the Sixers process but the Gabe Kapler analytic process. This is Gabe. Let's go see if he's, uh, he, he's cooked up a good lineup yet. Let's go live. The camera's on down there? Yes, Let's check is. him out. Let's Gabe, see. Gabe, what do you like now? Who you got leading off tonight? Gabe, I know. You got to think about it. Spin around, round, round like a record. Gabe, is, he gonna go, is, is it going to be Reese leading off? Is it going to be... Oh, no. Oh, no. Is, I'm is, so is, confused. Is, is it going to be... <sighs> It's slowing down. I believe he has a lineup. Ladies and gentlemen, the white smoke is rising from South Philadelphia. Gabe Kapler has, in fact, picked out his lineup <laughs> for tonight's game against the Cubs. Oh, my God. That, if that video doesn't make you happy, you are a miserable son of a bitch. I'll tell you that right now. How great is that? So God, funny. I love birds. I love animals in general. I know. <laughs> if they weren't so loud when, like, all the time, I would love to have a bird. And besides, I had a bird. I did too. Bird is the word. Up, 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 bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. Now you're going to have to have me play a song early in the show, Robin. Here, let me find it. Find bird, bird, bird is the word. Ah, don't you know about the bird? Ah, everybody knows it. That's one of those songs, if you try to sing it, it'll really, really hurt your. Your uh, voice, and I don't want to do that. Is that the ruffle? What, what is it? No, it's called Bird is the Word. I know. But bird, 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 bird. Bird is the word. Ba, 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 bird, 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 bird is the word. The trash men. The, trash the surfing bird. That's the actual. Thank you very much, K.O.P. Joe. Or uh, Mr. John M. Johnson. Who is Who? it by? It's by the trash men. The trash The men. trash men. Yes. You don't get that kind of great... Uh, Musical group names anymore. Surfing Bird is the name of the song. And I think it's appropriate that we play that after the Gabe Kapler lineup situation bird song. Here we go. There we go. I don't think that's the trash man, is it? I couldn't find the trash man. Damn it, Robin. Tornado tune, so it's close enough. And no, I want the original. I'm sorry, Robin. See, this is not good. The trash men are much better. Did you look up Trash Man or Sir or Surf and Bird? About that, that, let me give you the real. I got it, Robin. He did. Okay. You ready now? Yes. Uh, here's a much better song. Listen. 
There we go. Ah, that's way better. The Cubs are not going to start Marlon Bird tonight. No, not Doug Bird. Not Jarius Bird. Not Robert Bird. Of course, the much beloved member of Congress wait, wait, who wait, was wait, a wait. member of the KKK. I just a realized. Grand, what? I just realized that with that a song in the background, this video is even funnier. Yeah, put the bird, yeah, put the bird back up there. <laughs> I love the spinorama the bird does too. The bird is just trying to find, follow the lineup, the Phillies lineup in that, on that top loading washer. Is that a washer or dryer? I can't tell. That's a washer. I mean, I think it's a dryer, Robin. I, well, it could be one of those Euro trash uh, <laughs> combo mambo things. Burr, burr. Here comes the best part. Listen to this guy's voice. And let's do it again. Let's do it again. This is so perfect. This is the perfect song for this video. I'm going to have to redo it. Not Mark the Bird Fidrich. <laughs> Not John James Audubon's birds, just north of his Bob from Valley Forge's office in Valley Forge. <laughs> the best part is when, when that parrot just does a couple of pirouettes on the dance floor, like, man. Oh, 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 oh. And then it goes back and forth with the head. That's so awesome. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You're a surfing bird. Not Chris the Birdman Anderson. There's a lot of birds out there. <laughs> So there, is there your, you have it. There is your Charlie Manual. I'm excited though that Charlie's Gabe Kapler coming. update. Nobody does a better pregame show than this. If this was on NBC Sports Philadelphia as the Phillies pregame show, playing Surfing Bird about the bird as Gabe trying to make his lineup. Of course, I wouldn't be allowed to do that because I would be an employee of the Phillies and they would have right. me thrown off the air for actually having fun with Gabe Kapler making a lineup. God forbid you actually have fun. Exactly. And, of course, how can anybody forget Larry Bird? No, we can't. One of the greatest birds. Of or Lady Bird. Lady Bird Johnson. There's a lot of birds out yes. there. Yes. Except the ones that poop on my car after I get it washed. Those sons of bitches should be shot immediately. Well, at least you didn't get arrested for <laughs> cocaine possession. That's true. Yeah, we had that story the other day. The quarterback at the yeah, Georgia Southern it, University. Yes. Georgia Southern University. He got pulled over, um, and the cops arrested him for cocaine possession. And he kept claiming that the white substance on the uh, hood of his car was coke. Was bird poop, but they tested it and it came out positive for cocaine. And he's like, "It's not. It's bird poop." Wait a minute. They did, he got arrested because they thought it was bird. Poop. Yeah, but then they had no. They some, thought it was it cocaine. Was cocaine. They and didn't stop him because he had bird poop on his that's car. That's what I said. You're not listening to me. I am listening to it. You said he thought <laughs> they thought it was bird poop. No, no they thought it was. They cocaine. thought it was cocaine, and he kept claiming it was bird poop, and it was a false positive with those test trips. Uh, it came out as a false positive, and they're like, dude, it's... But was he the father, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it was not positive for cocaine, yeah. but he is 
the father. So they finally he he and they insisted his lawyer insisted on a uh, um, a true further testing, and it turned out that yes, indeed, it was a false positive, and it was bird poop. Because like, come on, who does who does lines on the hood of their car? <laughs> well, you'd be surprised, Robin. You lived in L.A. I know that's true. I lived in. I've been to Hollywood. People do cocaine anywhere they can find it. That's true. They'll do it on the sidewalk with a pile of poop four feet away from it if they have to do it. But, of course, glass tabletops are the surface of choice yes. if you're in the Hollywood Hills. And by the way, <laughs> Delco Tommy 5 says, I bought cocaine that tested positive for bird shit in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You are not the dealer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one there by the Swedish chef. What up, Maury Show? So we're underway. Baseball all over the place. Uh, we also have uh, the Phillies picking up a catcher while you were sleeping last night, too. Nick Hundley, been around the major leagues for 12 years, was the actual starting catcher for the Oakland A's at the beginning of the season, got hurt. And now the Phillies have added another catcher. His stats are similar to Andrew Knapp. He has a little bit more power. Good thing his name isn't Mike. Mike Hundley? No, Robin. It would be Hunt. Whatever his, whenever the Huntley. last person is named. I know. And Mike is the first name. You cannot <laughs> say it. I told you that was one of the jokes I used to do at radio stations when you had the PA from the you call the switchboard. Yeah, yeah. And you say, can you pay somebody for me? And the operator would say, who? And I'd say, Mr. Mike Hunt, please. Can you page him? And then immediately she would get on and say, uh, paging Mike Hunt. Mike Hunt, please. And when you say it, what does it sound like, Robin? Not I, Mike Hunt. I that's know. Right. But uh, it, it shows that you were five years old and that you still are five years old. And we exactly. have a story about that coming up. <laughs> exactly. Scientific proof. No, Andrew Knapp hasn't been caught. He's still there. But the Phillies... Want to add something. And they also have a guy on the minor leagues who they have to make a decision on. He's got a much higher OPS, OPB, CBS, NFL, all those other PPPs, OPSs, and all that other crap that the analytic people masturbate to every single night. Devi Grulon. Devi Grulon. He's at Lehigh Valley AAA. It's, pronounced, it's spelled G-R-U-L-L-O-N. So I don't know if it's Grouillon or Grulon. Grouillon? Not Grouillon. No. Past the Great Poupon. I don't believe they say that up in Allentown. He's 23 years old. He was the unprotected Rule 5 draft guy last year. Luckily, nobody took him away. He's really the only, I guess, decent catcher who could be a major league level catcher still in the minor league system. Power, strong arm. He still has to get behind. But the Phillies have to put him on the 40-day roster or lose him in the Rule 5 draft again this offseason. So they got some decisions to make. They got bigger problems than worrying about minor league catchers and who's going to be on the bench for the next year, couple of years, or at least for the rest of this season. So the Phillies, what's interesting to note here, Robin, they have not won back-to-back games against teams currently over 500 since June 1st. The only time, the last time they did that was when they beat the Mets in a four-game sweep back on June 24th to the 27th. That's how far back you have to go before the Phillies have won Two in a row against anybody over 500. It's an outrage. But anyway, that's your baseball roundup. We'll keep an eye on everything going on today for you. We have uh, we got to do this A-Rod story, too, while we're talking about sports. 
So while we were watching the Phillies game on ESPN on Sunday night, A-Rod was in the news. Not because he was in the booth, because he's always in the booth on usually Monday night or Sunday night baseball with Matt Vaskurgeon. And so he's talking about Gabe Kapler, talking about the Phillies and the Giants. Of course, the Giants came back and won that game, won three out of four. And while he was in the booth, luckily it was in San Francisco. Could you imagine if that was here in Philadelphia and he was doing that game and what happened to him in San Francisco happened here? It would be the lead story all over the news. So what does he do? He's got a big rig rental car, so he's got to get an SUV. Right. Because he's got friends. Oh, you know, yeah. He's out there, and he's A-Rod. He's one of the greatest players of all time. So A-Rod's in the booth after the game, because it's still earlier there, remember, because that was an afternoon late. Right. It was a late night start, but it wasn't too late to go out and get a bite to eat after the game. So he gets his big rig. Not a big rig. It's an SUV. He drives over to one of the really great restaurants, Marlowe, mm-hmm. right near the ballpark. Did we ever go into Marlowe? remember if we ever did or not. I don't remember. It's a good joint. And Jessica Mendoza, who's on the team, she got into a car accident and couldn't even make it to the game. Dude. So it was a bad trip. You thought the Phillies had a bad trip to San Francisco. Jessica Mendoza got hurt in a car accident, luckily not badly. She couldn't even make it to the ballpark, Oracle Field. A-Rod makes it to the park, gets in his car, drives to Marlowe, a great restaurant with his friends, while he's in there eating. Somebody busted the back window, passenger side window, and A-Rod somehow, for some reason, decided that, you know, hey, I'm on the road. I'm a rich guy. Let's say I leave my $500,000 worth of stuff in the back of my car in a parking lot in San Francisco. What was inside that car, Robin, in the back seat, you may ask? Luckily, he didn't have any children or animals in there. Plus, it wasn't that hot anyway. They wouldn't have been in trouble. It was a cool night in San Francisco. Uh huh. And what did he do? What did he leave in San Francisco? Not his heart. No, a whole hell of a lot. Yes. Yes, indeed. What was the total value? I mean, it wait, was... wait, wait, wait. I left my $500,000. Worth of jewelry, cameras, laptops, and bags in the back seat of my Gretel car. In the city that gets the most break-ins ever. The thugs wait for me. Well, imagine how much dope and shit you can buy with all that stuff when you hock it. $500,000. I mean, okay, laptop is probably worth about... Two grand. Yeah, two nice, grand. Nice, good. Maybe a thousand to two Could grand. Can you see them bringing it to Hardcore Pawn? Maybe they went to Vegas with all their haul, and they went into <laughs> into the show where they do the TV shows. What's the name of the place in Vegas? Hardcore is the one in Detroit. What's the one yeah, in Vegas uh, called? Pawn, uh, pawn, pawn Stars. Pawn Stars. And he goes in there. He says, hey, I got some jewelry here. And then they bring in the expert to look at the jewelry with the little monocle thing to see how much it's worth. And then they got A-Rod's, A-Rod's laptop. Well, you can see And here. he's got naked pictures of J-Lo on there, so that's got to be worth a lot oh, of money. Oh, yeah, that's worth a Imagine lot of money that. right there. Pawn stars. There's the back. I mean, see, here's the thing. If he was that, if he was stupid enough to leave all that in the back of the rental car, mm-hmm. then he's stupid enough not to have any passwords on his laptop, too. Probably, yeah. 
Let's oh, see, so you got there's going to be some good stuff. Home porn coming out. Got a camera, probably some good pictures. You know, he probably did a three-way. It was his birthday weekend. Uh-huh. Probably had some honeys in there. You know what he did, too. Oh, I didn't even think yeah. of that. TMZ is going to have a field day in a very short period of time. I bet you, I bet you somebody already has been calling TMZ. Go, guess what I found? <laughs> Naked <laughs> Mikey misses hair plugs check in on our stream chat. Naked pics of J-Lo? Hey, the best I can do is 10 bucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, the dad is no longer with it. They didn't go in the back to see the dad on the Pawn Star show, remember? Yeah. And then the uh, son and Chumley. Is he still there, too? Yes, Chumley is still alive. Imagine what Chumley's getting. He was, he, I, I, for the longest time, uh, <laughs> fell for the the uh, internet lie that he had died of an overdose or something like that. But it's not It's true. all fake news. It's all it's fake. Just, that's what fake I hate news. about fake news. No syringes. And that's the other thing. Maybe there were syringes. Maybe some clear or some cream. He was in San Francisco. Balco's there. Well, yeah. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, Robin. There's plenty of those out there to take care of all the business where I don't have to get involved. And, of course, people are doing the, he's scamming the insurance, paid one of his buddies to break in. First of all, why would you put it in the trunk? Why would you leave something on the back seat of your rental car right down there in downtown San Francisco? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. By the way, uh, Burton Gus says he also has naked pictures of Madonna on his laptop, but there are people paying him to keep it to himself. I mean, yeah, unless, well, that's probably when she was hot, at least now. Would you want to see naked pictures of Madonna right now? Not really. Exactly. Not really. The owner, by the way, did not take a dump in the backseat of the car, so police at least didn't have to go through and with, you know, with rubber gloves and call the poop patrol to clear that sucker out. When I hear these stories, you know, I've left stuff, and we leave stuff in the car, and then somebody breaks into it and takes like $2 out of my change thing. Right. Because I don't have not, valuable stuff. Yeah, we don't. We don't leave. We've. I have we like know you know how you have the little slots with the quarters, dimes, and nickels, so I can pay meters. Mm-hmm. So when some drug addict walking around the streets of Philadelphia at night breaks into cars, and it happens all the time here. Luckily, they haven't broken my windows, but they find a way to get in. And then what they do, they they tear everything apart. Not you know they don't cut seat. They just look inside your glove box to see what's in there. They didn't want my my uh, stinking. Uh, you know what they can't take. What can they take? Is my uh, easy pass. Because what's a bum drug addict going to do with an easy pass? <laughs> Run across the bridge and pay the toll? So they just look for money and things that are valuable that they can sell for dope. It's an outrage. SF Falco says, would you date Madonna for her age? I mean, listen. She came knocking on the door, as the great Gary Radnich would say. Uh-huh. Knocking on the door. Would I turn her down? Uh, depends on how high she was and how nasty she was. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, enough about that. Let's get to the football. Then I'm going to get to my, uh, and people are ripping me on Twitter because I said I was going to, I don't deal with politics on this show. And this isn't really a political thing. This is a heritage thing. Correct. Because, because- as you know, one of the things that I've always done For 50 years that I've been on the air. I told you, when I got married in 1973, one of the things I did with my ex-wife, who was my not even, I think she was my wife. We got married. The Godfather came out. Mm -hmm. It may have been when we were dating, right before I got married. 
I take her to the 61st Street Drive-In Theater. And The Godfather was playing. Uh-huh. And I figure it's a long movie. I have time to mess around in the car. Right. Which we did. Which everybody does. But and it was so... What pon- does every man do after exactly. they mess around? So the movie's tedious, ponderous. It's bullshit. I know people lie. I know. Listen, I know. I know Joe Corrado. I know it's a sacrilege. To, to, I know Luigi. I know Luigi. I know it's not good to, to, to criticize mafia movies. They're just such upstanding people. They're such beacons of the community. They're good guys. Hey, they get your trash picked up if you need a favor. They're just misunderstood. They're just really, really fine people. <clears throat> Ponderous, man. So The Godfather came out in 72. I told you, I got married in 73. Right, so this right. is probably before I got married. Came out, went to the drive-in, mess around in the car, uh-huh, fell uh-huh. asleep in the back seat of the car. So I, whatever I watched <clears throat> of The Godfather, I've forgotten. So I don't know who any. I know, I know Brando was The Godfather. And I know what's-his-name was in it, too. But I don't know every line in the movie I don't know every character in the movie. They're all no good, reprehensible pieces of human excrement. That's how they are. That's who they are. <clears throat> and we glorify them. And again, if you want to go see the movie, you want to watch The Godfather 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, go ahead and watch it till your head explodes. I don't give a crap. I'm not telling you what to watch, but I'm giving my opinion because I am Italian. I'm more Italian than Chris Cuomo, who's just a white, privileged son of a corrupt crime family that has run New York for generations. Now, his dad, actually, Andrew uh, uh, um, Mario Cuomo, who was the governor of New York, was a good man. Unfortunately, his spawn, Andrew, and this douchebag, Chris Cuomo, are just douchebags. They're white, privileged, self-important, smug, pompous-ass douchebags. And this has nothing to do with their political bent. This has to do with the fact that they are. I have personally seen Chris Cuomo sitting in a radio studio, sitting back with his feet up on the table like he owns the joint. That's a smug douchebag, okay? And he's the guy who goes on TV all the time and calls other people names and calls other people Fredo. Now, when I heard Fredo, I, thought, you know, I know he was one of the characters in The Godfather. So I if you not. haven't seen the tape, if you haven't seen this, it's all over the place. And again... There are people now in the media, like Geraldo, Jerry Rivers, and, and uh, what's By his the way, face, Sean I... Hannity, and all these other smug douchebags. So this isn't political to me. I did not know that Geraldo Rivera's real name was Jerry Absolutely. Rivers. Absolutely. That was way. Come on, Robin. I did That's, not know that. i got to give you one of these. So anyway, Burton Gus says, I got my popcorn. I'm kick- kicking back. Loving the rant. I haven't watched any of the Godfather movies. The only yeah. movie I actually watched that was mob-related because it was actually well done was the one where De Niro's a bus driver. Well, for those Remember, of- he's a bus driver. He's not a mafia guy. Right. Uh, I forget which one that's called. I don't know. But we have the Chris Cuomo tape. Yes, and now you won't be able to hear this on any radio station. No. You won't be able to hear this on any TV station because I'm going to play the unedited version of this. Let me first say that the guy who videotaped himself going up to Chris Cuomo in a public place while he had his kids with him is a jerk-off. I'm not defending the moron, but you watch and listen to this tape, and you tell me that even though this guy's an idiot and called him Fredo, the reaction of Chris Cuomo is not the reaction of any normal, non-triggered, roided-up, jacked-up, 
self-important douche nozzle. People who react like this to being called a name and then go this ballistic, use this kind of language, and threaten to physically harm a guy need to have mental examinations. This is not the behavior of somebody who's been hassled. I've been hassled. I don't threaten to smash somebody's head and throw them down the effing stairs. If anybody thinks that this is normal behavior to react to somebody calling them a name that doesn't even mean anything, yet this douchebag Chris Cuomo actually thinks that the name the guy called him is as bad as the N-word. When he dropped that, listen to this, and we'll stop it down like they do on highlight reels. Let's play that. Let's go to the tape. This is some douchebag with some sunglasses on uh, calling Chris Cuomo Fredo in New York the other day. No, punk-ass bitches from the right call me Fredo. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. Uh, Fredo is from the Godfather. He was that weak brother. Isn't that your brother? And they use it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you Italian? Yeah, I'm Italian. I'm Italian, Chris. Fredo is not uh, an aspersion to Italians. But continue, continue, Chrissy. Oh, I got, I got a it's a fucking insult to your people. It's an insult to your fucking people. It's like the N-word for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. It's like the N-word for us. First of all, no one's ever called me Fredo. And by the way, he called himself Fredo in an interview on a New York radio station with, with the guy who was the head. We were talking about him yesterday. The guy who was the head of the Guardian Angels, remember? Curtis Sliwa had a radio show in New York back in 1990-something. Chris Cuomo went on there talking about his brother, Andrew, running for governor of New York. So then he said, when they were joking back and forth, so I'm the Fredo. So he basically said he's the Fredo, which means he's the weak brother. I guess that's what Fredo's character was in The Godfather. He was like a pussy-fied guy who got pushed around, who was a weak ass. But Chris, Chris Cuomo thinks Fredo is like calling a black person the N-word. And then he continues his deranged, mentally disturbed rant that, and, and that people are actually defending this kind of conduct. Let's go continue. Is that a cool fucking thing? You're a much more reasonable guy in person than you seem to be on television. Yeah, but if you want to play, then we'll fucking play. If you've got something you want to say about what I do on television, then say it. But don't be the fool me. Hey, man, hey, listen. What? I don't want any problems. Yeah, you're going to have a big fucking problem. What's the problem? It's a little different on TV. Don't fucking insult me like that. I didn't insult you. You you call me Fredo. It's like I call you Punk Bitch. You like that? You want that to be your nickname? I didn't call you that. You called me Fredo. You know my name's not fucking Fredo. I thought your name was. You did not think my name was fucking Fredo. Don't be a liar. I want to be a man. Stand up like a man. Up, you want to be a man up yeah, here, then up. fucking own it. Then own what listen, you man. said. Hey, then own what you said. Listen, listen take man, them, I don't yeah, have what? a problem with you, man. Yeah, you're going to have a fucking problem. What? What are you going to do I'll, about I'll it? I'll fucking ruin your shit. I'll fucking something. throw you down these stairs like a fucking punk. Please do. Why? So you can fucking sue? You don't want to So you can fucking sue? Well, why don't you do it? Go take a swing. You want to call me Fredo? Take a fucking swing. Take a fucking swing. Watch your fucking hands. Take a swing. Watch your fucking hands. Take a swing. No, no, come on, boy. Come on, boy. So you want to call me shit? Call me shit then. I'm right fucking here. Anything. I'll fucking wreck your shit. Stop. I'll fucking wreck your Chris, shit. Stop. You didn't actually you, you didn't know what you were doing when I you thought it was your name, man. Break it up now. I thought it was your name. You didn't Break know, up. right? Break hey, up. you didn't know what you were saying, right? I thought it was his you name. Said, I'm breaking it up. I'm breaking it up. This is my boy. Hey, hey, look at all these cameras. You're in for it. You're in for it. I'm in for what? You're in for it. You're in for it. You call me Fredo? I'll call you Fredo, Chris. You know what else I'll call you? You're a fucking idiot. You know what you are? You're a disgraziado. You're a dishonorado. 
Let me play some Godfather theme for all my Goomba buddies out there who think this is glamorous. Bring it up, Robin. I'll tell you what you are, Chris Cuomo. You're a disarado, disgraziado, figlia di grandissima buttana. You're a wop, a guinea, a dago. You're a stinking, no good, deranged, roided up, self-important, smug, white privileged piece of garbage. That's what you are. And those are the kindest things I could say to you. You know what else I can say to you, Chris Cuomo? Vafangulo. Deep, deep, deep in your ass. That's where you can vafangulo. And even my female friends agree. Vafangulo. You're a no good, dirty, rotten crumb bum. That's what you are. You're a lush. Frank Rizzo even has comments. Another fellow great Italian-American on Chris Cuomo. Dilly customer. No, that's not. That's what you are, Chris Cuomo. Yes, you are. You're no good, dirty, rotten piece of garbage. And of course CNN's going to defend you and have your back. And, of course, fellow jerk-offs like Sean Hannity on Fox and Jerry Rivers on Fox are also defending you. Listen, if somebody assaulted me when I'm with my family, I'm going to defend myself and my family. But that guy didn't, that guy called him Fredo. Imagine being this much of a pussy were a word, Fredo, which signifies he called himself Fredo. His scumbag cohorts on CNN who have zero integrity zero journalistic integrity are calling everybody else Fredo and he's sitting on the set there's all kinds of videos available the fact that this guy is that dense and the fact that he has people in the media defending him is ridiculous the guy comes at you yeah you defend yourself and your family some moron at some high rolling thing in the Hamptons where Chris and all of his underprivileged friends hang out. Just a disgrace. He should not even be allowed for a tour of a television studio. If his brother wasn't the governor, if his father wasn't the governor, Chris Cuomo would be picking up towels in some two-bit boxing gym in Queens. That's what he'd be doing. He's a privileged white piece of garbage. And he's a crumb bum. He is a crumb bum. And I would like to sit him down and and say it to his face. I'll send a copy to you, Chris, because you're a no good, roided up piece of garbage. That's what you are. Same guy who wants people who loves it when those Covington kids had the guy in his face, the Indian guy in his face, defending. He, he, He was against those kids who were standing there doing nothing. He was one of those fake news losers. And that's the problem that I have. I want consistency. I know people can say, well, what about Trump? Trust me, Trump gets ripped every second of every day. All right, so Trump's not getting away with anything. So you want to bring the Trump crap in. I'm trying to focus on a guy. I'm an Italian. My mother is from Italy. Chris Cuomo's not from Italy. His father's not from Italy. 
So if he's going to react as an Italian and try to lay down what the rules are for Italians and what we consider derogatory terms, Fredo isn't even in the pantheon of derogatory terms. Can you imagine that? That guy goes off when he hears the word Fredo? From a name, from a movie, that would be... From a fake character. By the way, Chris, Fredo is a character in a fake-ass movie played by a fake-ass actor pretending to be a fake-ass pussy. You're an allegedly real anchor working on a fake-ass news channel pretending to be a fake-ass journalist. I guess if somebody called you Rocky, would you go off? Rocky. Hey, yo, Rocky. Would you be offended by that? Rocky is a fake-ass character from a fake-ass movie that has a statue here in Philadelphia that people stand in line to go see. The fact that this guy is, not, is, is actually looked upon as some sort of hero to anyone. Again, you come at me with my family and you threaten me, if you stand there and say, hey, Fredo, hey, Goomba, hey, Greaseball, am I going to come after you? The guy's a loser. Trust me. The guy who did it is a loser. He set him up. But you know what he did? He set him up. He put the bait out, and then he saw it. And Chris Cuomo took the bait like a one of those gigantic grouper when you put out a big fish and you let it, and the gigantic grouper takes that thing and almost pulls you into the water. Chris Cuomo was a gigantic grouper. And you've seen that video on, on YouTube, Robin. When them gigantic grouper grab onto that bait, Chris Cuomo was a grouper. A greaseball, scumbag, dago, guinea, no good bastard. A desarrollado. And all the other words that I can think of that are much worse than being called Fredo. So next time I see you in New York with your feet up on a couch, on, on, a, on a desk, disrespecting somebody else's space, I'll come at you, Chris. I'll come at your ass. And then I'll show you what, what, what words mean, you wimp. He is a wimp, Robin, and I have zero respect. And for all these other guys in the media, the Hannity's and all these other guys who work out and think they're tough characters, I know you get hassled. People get hassled because you're either a right-wing wacko or a left-wing wacko. The whole thing about immediately wanting to fight somebody over words is just so insane. It's just the most stupid thing in the entire world. And he's got world. his kids there. It's just you ins- think his kids are proud of their dad going yelling at a guy? Well, and no. there are people defending this. They're learning. They are, they are soaking it all in, you remember, and they're going to be even worse than their dad, probably. Remember when Baldwin, what's his name? The oldest of the Baldwin brothers. Alec. Remember when yeah, Alec Baldwin was on the phone calling his daughter vile names? And these are the people that are respected as great father figures? Again, listen, I've lost my temper. I went to the PPA and went nuts. But I didn't threaten somebody. It wasn't about words then. It was about being abused. I had a legitimate reason to be mad. I was screwed over. Some guy called him Fredo. And that's the reaction from a guy who's a journalist? That's a man who should be put away. That's a man who should not be allowed to have a gun. That's a man who should be on any kind of red flag list. He needs a medical psychological evaluation. And if CNN puts him back on the air before they, they, they get this guy tested and his brain function tested, he's a dangerous character. If that kind of shit triggers him, he is unfit. 
well, to know, be he, on public te- has, airwaves. He has made a public statement. I know, and I responded to his public statement. Mm-hmm. He doesn't apologize. He says he's got to do better. Yes. Oh, you got to do better, so his, Chris. Here's, appreciate all the support, because there's a lot of people supporting him over this idiocy. But the truth is, I should be better than the guys baiting me. This happens all the time these days, often in front of my family. But there is a lesson. No need to add to the ugliness. I should be better than what I oppose. Of course, yeah, I, yeah. But I'm not... not so not, true. Not like I'm sorry that I embarrassed my family. I embarrassed... Well, you really can't embarrass CNN. I mean, all you got to do is turn it on. And he, he did come clean. But the bottom oh, line is, you have, yeah. you have to be able to control yourself. You have to be able to control yourself before you decide to take physical violence, threaten to throw somebody down the steps. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. That's the real Chris Cuomo. Mm-hmm. That's the real Chris Cuomo. Because we always say, people catch you doing something, that's the way you really are. That's the way he really is. And he can say, you know, I got to be better. But he didn't know that going in. You know why he didn't expect that? Because he was up there in the Hamptons with all of his rich, elitist white friends where nobody of color is even allowed. Not even the help is allowed. Not even the people who are cleaning up after him are allowed to be another color than white. So if you want to play the white privilege card, Chris, there is no more white privilege than the Cuomo family. You, your greaseball, dirtbag governor brother, and then sadly your, your, your long-dead father, who was a great man, you couldn't shine your dad's shoes. In fact, go get your shine box, Goomba. I don't care how much you bench press. I don't care that you're in a gin flexing like that Jerry Rivers who takes his shirt off and flexes to show all the young chicks that he's an old dude who works out. Yeah, I, t- uh, I, t- I took the rant down. Uh, Tony, I, I apologize. You. I took the rant sign down too soon. You were not quite done yet. I just want to get it all out, Robin. Okay, I think I think you've you've exercised the uh, the Fredo demon, and I think we're ready to move on. Thank you. I just wanted to I just wanted to come clean. Now we have, do have questions because I know that. By you the way, then people are saying to me, "Oh, well, he he bench presses two twenty seven. Yeah, he's 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 a he's a meathead." He's a greaseball, dirty we bastard. we all agree. He's a crumb bum. There's exactly. no reason. He's a disgrace to all Italian Americans, all Italians from Italy and all Italians in this country. And every other Italian douchebag who comes at me with, how do you not like the Godfather, Tony? How do you not like it? It's a, it's a masterpiece. Now to, uh, we have people asking, Tony, let's go to the phones. Let's go to the phones. Do I give myself a roaring round of applause, or would I be a, smite, a, a, smug? a, a smug, white, privileged douchebag like uh, Chris Cuomo? Oh, the, they are really low. I got to lower. No, the, the... The what? The soundboard is really, 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 really low, even though we're hearing it. It's but okay, Rob. It's, it's in the background. No, it's barely registering on the main mix going out. Um, for whatever reason, whatever I did... Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Bill Gladney in North Carolina. Way to ruin my world. Rocky's not real? <laughs> I'm going See, to I can to... laugh after that because I'm not a violent man. I'm an Italian, so I get angry. Yeah. But I would never be that angry to threaten to beat somebody up for calling me a name. You know how many names I've been called in my lifetime? That's pretty ridiculous. Did I ever threaten to beat somebody and drop the F-bomb every other... No, I drop the F-bomb a lot. I'm no saint here. 
But that absolutely, and I know it's not a big deal. It's a big meal deal to me because I'm, I, I'm, my background is in journalism. And again, the world's crazy now. Social media, it's all these people in there who just throw out stuff that has no basis of fact to it. Everybody's got a political angle. I don't represent any political party. I don't work. I've never given a dime to a Democrat or Republican, and I never would. I don't care who the candidate is. I wouldn't give them the sweat off my balls. Not a single penny to any. When I get my taxes and it says, would you like to donate $3 to the presidential fund? I do this. Vafanculo. That's what I do. I wouldn't give a dime to any political candidate ever. Never have. Never will. So you can take your political bullshit and your right-wing crap and your left-wing crap and ram it up right up your butthole. Morons. All right, that's enough. As Frank Sinatra once said to a bunch of guys who were beating up a guy outside in the parking lot, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough, Tony. That's enough. <sighs> well, not anymore. I got that out of my system. Anything else, Robin? <laughs> um, <laughs> should we, just as a reminder, play an old George Carlin since we're talking? I mean, this is, this is very appropriate. This was how many years ago? Oh, this was back. This was before I met him, one of his last shows. I, I told you I went to one of George Carlin's last concerts out in right. Long Beach. And now if you play back George Carlin all these years later, the stuff that he said then, about what people were doing then, you can magnify that 150 million times, and he's still dead on to this day. Now, I want to point out that some people will be offended by this because he uses the terms that you're not allowed to use, and then he explains why you're not allowed to use it. So if you are offended by, uh, by bad language and words that are used to insult people, Turn the volume down for just a moment while you see the George Carlin video. And this is like two and a half minutes, but it's George Carlin being the brilliant comic mind that he was back in the day. Now I probably got some other group pissed off at me because I said fruit. There's a different group to get pissed off at you in this country for everything you're not supposed to say. Can't say fruit, can't say faggot, can't say queer, can't say Nancy boy, can't say pansy. Can't say nigger, boogie, jig, jigaboo, skinhead, jungle bunny, mooly, moulinyan, or schwatzer. Can't say yid, heeb, zeeb, kike, maki, uh, dago, guinea, wop, ginzo, greaser, greaseball, spick, beaner, oye, tiger, pr, mick, donkey, turkey, limey, frog, squarehead, kraut, jerry, hun, Chink, jap, nip, slope, slopehead, zip, zipperhead, gook. There is absolutely nothing wrong. There is absolutely nothing wrong with any of those words in and of themselves. They're only words. It's the context that counts. It's the user. It's the intention behind the words that makes them good or bad. The words are completely neutral. The words are innocent. I get tired of people talking about bad words and bad language. Bullshit. It's the context that makes them good or bad. The context that makes them good or bad. For instance, 
You take the word nigger. There is absolutely nothing wrong with the word nigger in and of itself. It's the racist asshole who's using it that you ought to be concerned about. We don't care when Richard Pryor or Eddie Murphy say it. Why? Because we know they're not racist. They're niggers. <laughs> Context. Context. We don't mind their context because we know they're black. Hey, I know I'm Whitey the Blue-Eyed Devil, Patio Fade, Gray Boy, Honky Motherfucker myself. <laughs> don't bother my ass. They're only words. You can't be afraid of words that speak the truth. Even if it's an unpleasant truth, like the fact that there's a bigot and a racist in every living room on every street corner in this country. I don't like words that hide the truth. I don't like words that conceal reality. I don't like euphemisms or euphemistic language. And American English is loaded with euphemisms because Americans have a lot of trouble dealing with reality. Americans have trouble facing the truth. So they invent the kind of a soft language to protect themselves from it. And it gets worse with every generation. For some reason, it just keeps getting worse. I'll there you go. 20 something years ago, George Carlin Basically showing Nailed us it. how we keep getting worse as a society by using words to mean that, to, to, to pretty much denote violence. Mm -hmm. Words don't harm. I believe, I don't remember who it was that said this, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never harm me. Maybe Chris Cuomo should take that. Go relax, go on vacation. Stay away. Just make sure you stay in your safe spaces with all the people who love you, Chris. And then everything will be okay. I have said this over and over again. It's, it depends on the context. If you are using a bad word and you're saying it in a derogatory way, you're saying it because you're angry or whatever, then that is bad context. But if you're just saying it just because you're saying it, then it doesn't mean anything. If you want to laugh and go back and see genius, comic genius. Go back and look. Go on YouTube. There's all kinds of great George Carlin. That's where I found that this morning. There's another one uh, that's right next to that about society. And this is, again, this is back in the 90s. So I met George Carlin in 2000 and... I was at the Sporting News doing the morning show with Mark Willard, and that's when he called in. So it had to be 2006. Was this the one on cultural issues? Yes. Now remember, this is 1996, I believe, on cultural issues. This is 23 years ago when George Carlin got up on a stage in New York City and said this. Something else I don't understand, motivation tapes, motivation books. What happened here? Suddenly everybody needs to be motivated? It's a fairly simple thing. Either you want to do something or you don't. What's the big mystery? Besides, if you're motivated enough to go to the store to buy a motivation book, aren't you motivated enough to do that? So you don't need the book. Put it back. Tell the clerk, fuck you, I'm motivated, I'm going home. And can anyone explain to me the need for one-hour photo finishing? <laughs> you just saw the fucking thing! <laughs> how, how can you possibly be nostalgic about a concept like a little while ago? <laughs> Another complaint, too many vehicles. There are some families in this country own entirely too many vehicles. You see them on the highway in an RV, but that's not enough for them. RV's not enough. 
Behind them, they're towing a motorboat, go-kart, dune buggy, dirt bike, jet ski, snowmobile, parasail, hang glider, windsurfing equipment, a hot air balloon, and a small two-man deep-sea diving bell. Doesn't anyone just take a fucking walk anymore? <laughs> the only thing these people lack is a lunar excursion module. Too many choices, America. It's not healthy. <laughs> Another abomination. White guys over 10 years of age who wear their baseball hats backwards. <laughs> and now they show a young kid wearing a baseball hat backwards in the, in the stands in this clip. We're going to show them right now. White guys, let me tell you something. You're never going to be as cool as black guys. It's not going to happen. You're white and you're lame. <laughs> it's a fucking law of nature. Turning your hat around and learning a complicated handshake will not make you cool. And you black guys, since you started the whole thing, I'm going to let you stay with the hats a little bit longer, but I think really, once you qualify for social security, it's time to spin that motherfucker around to the front again. All right? Another tip, another tip for the men. The earrings, the thing with the earrings? It's over. It's been over for a long time. Doesn't mean anything anymore. It was supposed to piss off the squares. The squares are wearing them now. <laughs> Doesn't mean any, it's just fucking jewelry. Unless you have an earring with a live baby hanging from it. It's just jewelry. And I want you to know I'm in favor of self-mutilation and personal disfigurement. I've always said there's nothing like puncturing and perforating your skin in a dozen or so places in order to demonstrate your high self-esteem. When I see a young man decorating his scalp with a soldering iron, I say, there's a happy guy. <laughs> thinks highly of himself. And haven't we gone a little overboard with these colored ribbons for different causes? Every cause has its own colored ribbon now. Red for AIDS, blue for child abuse, pink for breast cancer, green for the rainforest, purple for urban violence. I got a brown one. You know what it means? Eat shit, motherfucker! <laughs> Eat shit, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> Oh, oh, man. Oh, we could keep watching that. I was that. watching that this morning. I, you heard me laughing oh. all the way upstairs. Again, I'm like, what are you laughing at? There is absolutely no one. I mean, Richard Pryor, the guys who, who couldn't do what they do back then. Now, Chris Rock is catching a lot of crap because he's still doing that kind of comedy yeah. in theaters where people pay to go watch him. It's not like he's out on the street corner with a megaphone telling people what to think. You pay to go watch these guys perform in a, in a theater in New York. And then theater critics go in and criticize his material. I thought we were still a free country. If you don't like the material, don't go watch it. Isn't it that simple? If you don't like the show, you don't watch it. If you don't like a TV show, you don't watch it. That's why I, that's why I told you, my, one of, my, of all the things I've done in my career, George Carlin calling my radio show and then, agree, and then meeting me for lunch in Venice Beach because he lived right around the corner from us, Robin. And so two years before he died, I got to meet him, went to his house, saw him writing, and it was amazing. He, went, he gave me tickets backstage to go see him at his next-to-last concert taping in Long Beach, California. Yeah, it's one of my major regrets is that I missed out on that. Just. No, I mean, it was, it was an amazing thing, and to be around a guy that, 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 that much of a deep thinker, because he wrote all of his own stuff. He didn't have a staff of writers. He's not all like these late-night clowns who have 30 people sitting around all day trying to write four or five jokes. This guy wrote all of his own material. 
just like Richard Pryor and all the other great comics of all time. This is, this is what comedy is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a release from all the nonsense that people are just saddled with every single day. That's what sports are supposed to be. Not everybody going crazy every 10 seconds. Relax. Enjoy life. Every day you see somebody you know or somebody you respect, somebody you didn't think was, any, was going to die anytime soon, die. And then the people are angry every day. I'm not angry. I'm just Italian from South Philly. We always talk like this. Right? Yes. Oh, that's, what, yes. that's one of Robin's first things when I took her to Philadelphia for the first time to meet my family and well, see South Philly. So, so back up for a second. When I, when I first started working with you, and after a while, you relaxed a little bit, and I saw what I thought was you kind of being angry all the time and sort of, like, yelling. And I was like, damn, I mean, what's wrong? Like, he's so, like, what is this? Who is this? And then the first time I traveled back to Philadelphia with you uh, for a remote, I, you introduced me to your family. And I went, oh, it's his family. Then I met some more people from Philly. And then I went, no, it's not just him and his family. It's Philadelphia. It's, it's like not fi- just Philadelphia. It's big cities. It's New York. Yeah, it's no. Boston. Yeah, but it's, it's in the, the Eastern East Coast. Seaboard. Yes. Yeah, but it's, but it's not a South Philly thing only. Well, no, but it's sort of it's more of an East Coast city type of aggressiveness. There's a more aggressive way of speaking that the West Coast is completely unfamiliar with, and that's how come West Coast people. Uh, and whether they're newscasters, sportscasters, whatever, and they see stuff that's happening on the West, on the East Coast, they are looking at it as if everybody's an asshole and everybody's angry all the time. And it's not necessarily the case. AJ in San Antonio, chill, relax, unless some slapdick cuts Tony off on Broad Street, then get pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that pissed off. I just make a quick comment and I move on. I don't want to... Like, pull up oh, next to that person yeah. and then jump out of the car and get into a road rage thing. No. You get it out of your but, system. You get it out of your system But you do quickly. yell about it as if you would do it. But no, then I you don't. I didn't get act, that crazy. But, but you, you never would act on any of your verbal barrage. Except at the PPA. And I didn't even threaten any violence or threaten to break stuff or break a window or any of that stuff. Or drive my car through the window that I just paid to get out of the impoundment lot. By the way, welcome Jersey Dude 1966. Dude. Dude. You know who was born on this day 37 years ago, Robin? Who was born on this day? Jeff Spicoli. Wait you a minute. You don't know who Jeff Spicoli is? Wasn't he from a movie, so it's not real? Exactly. He's fake. He's a fake born, a fake birthday. Exactly. I have this last comment. Somebody just phoned this one in earlier. Nobody can hear them right now, Tony. It's just not all the way no, up? No, they're... You got this new little devicey box I know. on it. And for, isn't it weird? Is because it all the way in up? Our, in our ear, it sounds perfectly normal, but it is not going over the uh, into Twitch. For whatever reason, Twitch is not hearing it loud at all. So, it's an outreach. Um, I can either try to fix it mid-show or... We can just sort of give up on the soundboard today. No, I'm not giving up on the soundboard, Rob. Okay, well, then Never I, give up. Then Don't it, ever give up. 
then I need to fix it during the show. So you're going to have to vamp while I'm... I'm what it is, what it is. Now, you can't hear that loud and clear? Nope. People can't hear that? No. It's weird. It's very strange. It sounded just fine in our headsets, but it's not sounding fine over Twitch. And I have no idea why and how that could possibly happen. It's an outrage. It anyway, is. let's get down to the football business, Robin. My ranting days are... Although, I will play a very special song at the end of the show today. I'll, sp- I'll play my tribute to Chris Cuomo at the end of the show today. All right. It's one of our favorite songs, It too. is one of our favorite songs. And, and I think it's, it's really, a fitting time to play. We haven't played it in we a while, Rob. We haven't played Rob. it, and, and I want everybody to get ready because I do have, I will have the words up on the screen so that can everybody all sing can along. sing along. Sing it'll be, along. It'll be the Bruno Nation sing-along live. While Chris is up there on vacation in the Hamptons or maybe up in the Kennedy Complex up there in Massachusetts with all the poor people, we will give him some parting shots. You know what I'm saying? Yes, see, Collins 21, no drops are coming through, however, hearing both of you fine and dandy. Isn't that bizarre? And he's hearing the subs and the bits coming in, too. Mm-hmm. It's just very strange. No, the song is not going to be an Aerosmith song, about 10 inches. What's the matter with you? We got rain in the Delaware Valley, so we got thunderstorms moving in. I see down south parts of the country getting really, really bad heat and humidity again here in this area. The temperature's not as bad. Some thunderstorms as we give you traffic and weather together right here on the uh, fours because it is four minutes after two. How many minutes after two, Robin? Four. Exactly. Meanwhile, let's get down to the NFL business because we have a lot of NFL news. Training camps continue. Movement, players coming and going. That's how it happens in the National Football League. And now... You should be able to hear that, right, Rob? I think so. I'm going to keep it underneath me anyway. I am playing the NBC Sunday night movie, Sunday night uh, football theme song. And by the way, on Thursday, I will release Stone Cold Guaranteed Preseason Locks. I know you said, wait, Tony, you didn't release them last week. I released it for the Hall of Fame game and gave you my first winner over under lock and win lock. So I'm 2-0 and on the campaign. I didn't bother with last week's games because they were all first games of the season and total shit shows. But this Thursday night, we're going to start to see some actual veteran players don the pads and play football. Something that resembles real football or closely resembling what you'll see on week one in the National Football League. But the big story today, ladies and gentlemen is not happening on the field. It's happening on the internet, as per usual. Antonio Brown, the latest on the wide receiver for your Oakland Raiders. Taking to Twitter today, as soon as he found out that his grievance over the helmet situation was denied. He will not be able to wear an old school helmet because he can't find one. So what does he do? He goes on Twitter and then puts this tweet out. Quote, looking for a shut, S-C-H-U-T-T, air advantage, large helmet, manufactured in in 2010 or after. In exchange, we'll trade a signed, practice-worn Oakland Raiders helmet. So I read that, and I'm like, 
Okay, people go on, you know, eBay and wonder if you went on eBay and look for stuff. This is an NFL superstar who plays for an NFL franchise who probably has more access to NFL helmets than some guy sitting on Twitter with an old smelly nine-year-old helmet in his garage. And then I actually watched the, the feed, and there were actually people who were saying, I got one of those helmets. I got one of those. And then they were posting pictures of these worn-out, crappy helmets. And here's the thing I don't get. He claims that he cannot see the football if he has to wear the new NFL helmets, the ones that have been approved by the league. So if I'm not mistaken now, I'm not an analytics guy. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. But correct me if I'm wrong. Did Antonio Brown not play for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the last few years? Is the helmet that he wore there, even if it's not the one that he likes, is it not a modern-day NFL-approved helmet that he was wearing when he was catching all those touchdown passes from Ben Roethlisberger? Does anybody in the National Football League, any team equipment department where they have this stuff, maybe starting in Oakland, have a helmet that would be suitable for him other than the ones that they're issuing now to all the other players who have no problem with him? You're going to go on Twitter and ask for fans, and then all you're willing to give them in return on top of that is a game-worn Oakland Raiders signed helmet that you don't like? I don't understand that. Does anybody understand that? Again, he can do whatever he wants, but isn't that weird that after the NFL tells him that he's not going to get an exemption from wearing the new helmet, if he can get one that meets legal approval, he's going to go online and find it? Just swipe left. You've got a better chance of getting a helmet. Maybe some bad helmet, but at least it'll be a helmet. Didn't the Raiders, I wonder if the Raiders saw the tweet and said, hey, you know, we're a football team. We got helmets out the yin-yang. We got helmets back to the leather helmet days in the locker room. Maybe we can look around and find one for you. And again, I don't know what's going on there, but I just think it's, it's really unusual. I know they quit making his helmet 10 years ago, and he's not allowed to wear it. They've given him 20 different options, not dark helmet, of course, Anybody would be happy with that because you got 360-degree angle. My point is, if he's trying to look for something on, an, on, the net, on the Internet, why wouldn't it be somewhere else in an NFL locker room or in an NFL equipment room? That's all I'm asking. I'm not saying I'm right. I mean, I just, you know, hey, as the great Rocky Balboa, another fake character, once said. I'd like to explain something. Uh, you know, I ain't punchy. I got what you call like a relaxed brain. I know. I got a relaxed brain, too. Is that people, a little, is that, can people hear that I didn't hear, I better? didn't even hear that when it was so Here, low. bring it, uh, play it again, Tony. It's too low, it's on Luigi's board. I'm trying very hard and you're being rude. How about the one I was playing on mine now, the Sunday Night Football theme? Yeah, it's real low still. How about now? You can't hear that in the background? It's better, but still. That's all right, it's underneath me now, Robin. We want it up and under, as we used to say. 
And, of course, not Helmut Kohl, of course, the former German chancellor, as you well remember, Robin. That's great Helmut Kohl knowledge. It's getting better all the time. What does this one mean? Lift and then ground. All right, I don't want to play with that. Meanwhile, in other NFL news, the Houston Texans and Bill O'Brien, your head football coach down there, says he doesn't know when Jadavian Clowney is going to show up. He knows he will. Clowney's not holding out. He just doesn't want to practice with the team until uh, he feels like it. He's working out on his own and proving once again that stars get special treatment in the NFL. Anybody who says they don't, doesn't get it. So Clowney reportedly, according to sources deep within the Metroplex of Houston, even though it's not really a Metroplex, that's Dallas, says he's going to show up after the third preseason game. Because let's be honest, when you're a pass-rushing defenseman or a running back, do you really need to go out there and have training camp when you're going into your contract year? No. If Ezekiel Elliott eventually comes back and signs, or whether he doesn't sign and comes back, or whether he sits out, when he comes back, he knows the plays. They're going to hand him the football, and he's going to run. When Jadavian Clowney comes back, he's going to line up on the defensive line for the Houston Texans and rush the passer. And so some people say, hey, he's being shown favoritism. Well, when this coach says he doesn't have a problem with it, and yet the coach says, I don't even know when he's coming back, because I don't know what's going on except that he's working out somewhere else. Great. Not Pat O'Brien or Jim O'Brien. Anyway, that's the latest on your Houston Texans. Hello. And yes, I have breaking news from Philadelphia Eagles camp, Robin. This is breaking news from earlier today. Breaking news. What may that be? Carson Wentz, I have now confirmed very via 16 or 17 reporters who are covering Eagles training camp this morning uh-huh. who have all confirmed this over and over again that Carson Wentz has thrown a perfect touchdown pass at camp to Deshaun Jackson. We will have a full, complete video recap and report tonight at 11 o'clock. But wait, there's more. Oh. Not only did Carson Wentz throw an absolutely perfect pass to Deshaun Jackson for a touchdown that, oh, by the way, doesn't count in a training camp scrimmage. Yes, film at 11. (laughs) Another breaking revelation that I believe will be the lead story on Action News tonight on every local sport. I think John, our good buddy, John Clark, will have an expose and a complete breakdown of this development as pizza shops all over the Delaware Valley weeping openly upon this news. Carson Wentz, Robin, has not had a pizza in seven months. <gasps> Are oh, you serious right the now? Horror. That is unbelievable. How the hell can any human being survive with no pizza? Unbelievable. Tony, <laughs> we have somebody on the phone that would like to comment regarding On the all Pizza this. Gate? We have David Portnoy, I believe, will be coming to Philadelphia now with Barstool, and he will be going right to the Eagles training camp to bring him a Celebrese pizza 
And if Carson Wentz does not eat it, my sources deep at Citizens Bank Park and at the Eagles training camp at the Novacare Complex, just a stone's throw away from here, they will take that Celebreeze pizza that will be rejected by Carson Wentz and take it up into the Phillies broadcast booth so that John Crock and Tom McCarthy will not let a good pizza go to waste. Well, I'm sure that Jose <laughs> from Norristown has a comment regarding Pizzagate. What up, Jose? We have a Pizzagate update. Have you heard this breaking news about Carson Wentz not having a pizza in seven months, Jose? That's a huge loss. Yes. <laughs> seven months of no pizza? How can anybody possibly survive in this city of Philadelphia without a pizza for seven months? What up, yo, by the way? Nothing much. Bruno's what up, Miss Robbins? How what we up? doing with that blue, the blue Miss Robin action on the Tuesday? She's what blue, up, baby. I am blue. Am I blue? Am I blue? I'm blue. Da, 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 da. Remember that song, Robin? Yes, I do. That was Euro Tri. I think they were German, right? Yes. Yep, that one. We have to find that now, of course. I'll find it. I got a Spotify, yo. I got Spotify up right now. Nice. Not Blue Oyster Cult, of course. I got it. I got it right here. Go, go, Godzilla. Blue let's, Oyster Cult. Let's go to who's the name of the group, Robin, or what's the name of the group? Eiffel 65. Not the Eiffel Tower. Yes, we do. Eiffel 65. Sounds like a uh, ice cream flavor with a cone. Other than that, besides Pizzagate and this jam, uh, once you drop by my batter's office sometime. That's right, the great. I wonder if Charlie Manuel, now that he has returned as the Phillies batting coach. Hitting coach. <laughs> a hit a hitting coach. Batting coach, hitting coach. Just to, to, to put the barrel. I want to see guys barreling the ball this week. That's all I want to see. Wait a minute, wonder, let me crank this up. Wait a minute, Jose, hold on. I got to crank this up just a little bit now since you brought up blue. Not Vita Blue, of course. What not, up, number 35 for your Oakland A's and number 14 in Giants? Yes. Not Love You Blue, of course. Bum Phillips. <laughs> Earl Campbell's and Dan Pastorini's. <laughs> and Kenny Stabler's. <laughs> they don't write songs like this anymore in Europe. Except nope. in clubs where people this are all... Fantastic except where all these song. chicks are all looted up and they're like bouncing to this on the floor. Having no idea what it means. It's just about the beat. You know, it's all about that beat, Jose. Yep, you know it's all about the beat, yo. Not Dodger Blue, of course. I mean, Lasorda is all about the big Dodger Blue in the sky. Exactly. Yep. You got any blue in the house there, Jose? Nope. I don't wear any blue other than my blue pants, yo. I'm a blue guy. It's my favorite color. Yes, you are. What's your favorite color, Jose? Blue and white. Blue and white. So, but then why don't you wear more blue? Uh, because I need blue shirts to match up my blue jeans, yo. Well, we got a blue. Uh, isn't the thing that we have for Jose blue? Yes, it's got blue well, in it. Right? It has blue in it. Everything's got blue in it, Robin. Yeah, it's one of the primary colors, is it not? It is. It's good blue knowledge right there. Yes, sir. <laughs> Other than that, um, we got fifty some odd days until we have. Oh, we're already looking ahead to the boys getting back on the ice, Jose. Well, it's not. It's 55 days until they go in the Prague, Czech Republic, and play the Blackhawks. They got to report to camp and gear up for the preseason exhibitions before they head out to uh, what up, Czech Republic in Prague? In Prague? 
Are you going to the Czech Republic for this uh, road trip, Jose? No, I'd rather uh, watch opening night on the TNT basketball action with this is Kevin Harlan alongside Reggie Big Nose Miller and Chris Webbers, yo. Exactly. And I can't believe that people are all breaking down an 82 game regular season NBA schedule now. These are the important games. Oh, no shit, care. they play these teams every year. Yeah, but not only that, um, TNT always starts out with their doubleheader to start out the uh, festivities every year. I get the big games and the doubleheaders and the Christmas Day games and the Thanksgiving Eve games. What, but, what up, Antetokounmpo against the Sixers? The only thing worse than the NBA schedule release is mm-hmm. the MLB schedule release for next year when this season's not even open. That's crazy because not when I over. checked out the Phillies rep, the Phil's website, yo, you already got opening day 2020 up. I'm like, wait a second. Are we going to get through spring training first before we um find out who we play in April of next year or end of March? Yeah. The Phillies don't even know who they're playing next week, and we're supposed to worry about who they're playing. They're opening the season in Miami next year. As the great as the great uh, parody site, Fransky, uh, what is it? L.A. Fransky in L.A. There's a fake site uh-huh. dedicated to the greatness of the Phillies radio broadcasting crew. Yep. Points out, opening the season in Miami is like having a wedding reception at the food court at the Franklin Mills Mall. Yep. I mean, you can't nail it any better than that. It's what like up? having a wedding reception at the food court. At what up? What up, Miami clubs? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I got to give Fransky in L.A. a roaring round of applause for yeah, that. That's a good job. That, that is yeah. absolutely, that's why God invented Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we opened the season in Miami against the uh, Fish. I'm not even worried about, I'm, I got to worry about the offseason before we head out to Miami. I said yesterday that my, the good thing about opening in Miami in March is that all the snowbirds who go down to Clearwater in February for spring training can just may as well stay in uh, Florida and then drive down Alligator Alley, go all the way down there to Miami and be one of the four or 5,000 people for opening day for the Marlins next year. We're not even in Clearwater, and they're already drawing up the MLB season. With yeah, I don't get that. It doesn't make any sense. Like even the, I mean, the NBA schedule sort of makes sense because the season's a couple of months away. Yeah. But telling everybody next year's baseball schedule when people don't even know what the standings look like and the wild card changes every three hours, and we don't even know who's going to win the World Series. You think any Phillies fans right now, or any fans of any baseball team, are looking at next year and say, "Oh, hey, Margaret." We got to get the. Let's order our tickets now. Let's get our flights. Uh, by the way, we'll go to the Super Bowl because it's in Miami. And let's just say the Super Bowl. Now, it is in Miami in early February, oh, yeah, right? right? It is in so Miami. So, let's say we now get tickets to the Super Bowl. Robin and I will be there again yes, as we, we do will. every year. So, the Eagles will be in the Super Bowl in Miami early February. Nice. And then we just say, screw it. I'm not coming back to the cold Philadelphia area. Yeah, F that. We're going to stay in Miami from the, the Monday after the Super Bowl. Until April until the (laughs) Phillies open it up in Miami. And then we'll do a remote from Phillies Hear opening that, Dean? day. We're moving in for a couple months. And then we're going to be in, we're going to go from Clearwater. We're going to go up and down the east. And then we're going to go all the way over to Miami. I'd rather I'd rather go to I'd rather have, see old films of the Orange Bowl than wait for the Marlins to play the play the Phillies next year. Exactly, as you know, the Super Bowl Fifty Four, Jose. What up, Hard Rock Coliseum Stadium? Exactly, February second, two two, two o two o. What is, what is the white nationalist symbol that goes along with two 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 o two o? That's got to be some sort of a 
a signal out to white supremacists out there mm. where they will descend upon Miami for the Super Bowl 54, Robin? I don't know any 50, white supremacists, so 54. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've missed the Orange Bowl. I miss. I missed the uh, green grass, the palm trees in the south end of the end zone. I miss Joe Robbie Stadium. Remember, they named it after a sports writer. And then no, they, they re- named it after the owner. No, no, the Joe Robbie was a sports writer in Miami. What? Yes, Joe Robbie Stadium, the original Dolphins' newest stadium, was named after Joe Robbie, who was a decorated sports writer. And then they realized most sports writers are broke-ass people, especially yep. old ones. And why are we going to name it after a sports writer and pay tribute to a guy when we can get some land shark or change the name every five weeks when somebody's willing to throw? Dolphin Stadium. Exactly. And again, that's the world we live in. But you're taking names away. Like the Brendan Byrne Arena in New Jersey was named after the governor of New Jersey, Brendan, Brendan Byrne. Byrne. And then as soon as some company came up with a couple Continental thousand Airlines dollars. Airlines Arena. Exactly. <laughs> that's phenomenal arena knowledge right there. And IZOT Center. That's Near great. the end of the Nets tenure. <laughs> <in> Devils. <laughs> Before they moved to the Rock. What up, Prudential Company Arena? Exactly right. See, that's the kind of knowledge, Robin, that Jose just spits. Matter of fact. Yes, he does. When others are rushing for their... Their encyclopedias and trying to Google stuff. Jose is a human Just Google. Pulls it out right there. Google should call Jose when somebody goes on and does a search because he would be able to get them the sports information before Maybe anybody can get it. Instead of calling it Google, <laughs> when we do sports, we should say, "Let's let me check Jose and see and see what it says." Let exactly. me go on. Let me go on Jose. You should have your own Google service. Just call it Jose, and then people go into Jose. Remember we had. Uh, what was it? Ask Jeeves? Yes. It should be Ask Jose. Yes. Or how about What Up, Jose? Oh, that's even better. So now you go, when you need something answered, you just log on to What Up, Jose? So instead of asking Alexa or asking Siri, yes, you all say, you do is say, What, what up, up, Jose? Wouldn't that be awesome? And you would charge people because you can't do this for free. I mean, no, you do can't. it on this show as a public service to the community. Yep. But now here's a way for you to make millions and millions of dollars. Or as Dr. Evil called in Austin Powers, billion dollars. Billions and One billions. billion dollars. Because yeah, Siri and Alexa, they're just women who sit in a recording studio. They yeah. don't know all this shit. That stuff's all mechanically put together. You're a live human being. People want to call, when you call customer service, you want a live human body there. What up, customer service? Exactly right. You don't want to talk to some... Slap dick computer. Doug McGregor says we can play a new game similar to Stump the Schwab. We can call it Stump Jose, yo. Exactly right. Exactly right. See how we're always thinking on the show? Outside Think- the boxes, yo. Exactly. Speaking of that. Okay, let's do a test. Let's do a test. Somebody there out there, give me. You can even call in. Well, I, I now know how to do the three ways, yo. Well, I mean, I've done that for years, Robin, but hey. <laughs> Other than that. If you want to call in and uh, try to stump Jose, call in now, 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-TONY. And, and let's see how the stump, stump the Jose, yo. As my buddy Bearcat AJ in Cincinnati says, and I knew this one, Jack Murphy what Stadium. What up, Big Red Machines? Remember, Jack Murphy was a sports writer in San Diego. The Murph, And yo. they named the stadium the Murph. <laughs> And then, of course, when they started taking money from Qualcomm and San Diego's uh, credit unions and, you know, jobbing.com. and San Diego, San Diego Credit Union Bowl, yo. <laughs> Instead of the holiday bowls, yo. Exactly. I mean, it's just, you know, listen, that's the way the world works. Watch a baseball game. Watch a baseball game 
from the 70s. I was watching some clips on MLB Network. What up, Oakland Alameda Coliseum? Right behind the backstop. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with hockey boards from back yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. There's not one stitch of advertising anywhere. There's nothing on the ice except the circles and the dots and the lines. And then the walls are all just white. You watch a game now, every square inch of every part of every arena or stadium has advertising. Okay, on. we have somebody here we have on the stop, line. Stop, uh, Jose. Hold on, let me see if I do this without losing him. Are you ready to do this, Jose? It's, it's the fantastic Dean is ready to try and stump him, so. What up, McAfee Coliseum? Who's on the line now on Stump Jose? All right. What up, Jose from Norristown? What up, yo? How we doing today? You know who that is, Jose? I'm doing good. That's the one that said, what up, Trevor? No, no. no. This is the fabulous Dean. You know Dean in Clearwater. What up, Clearwater Dean? (laughs) What up, Jose? All right. What's the stocks going on in New York, yo? What's Wall Street telling me? (laughs) It's been a great day, Jose. It's been a it's been a miserable week, but it's been a great day. What's the uh, okay, Dow Jones? What's how's the Dow Jones doing, yo? Yeah, I want an after mid afternoon report from Wall Street. Let's go to our correspondent Dean, who's following the Fortune 500 companies, the Nasdaq, and of course the corn futures and the hog futures. Don't forget the Nasdaq. and the OJ futures and the OJ. <laughs> Nasdaq. The, the Nasdaq. The Nasdaq is up 164. 161. Good day. 164. <laughs> sell, 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 sell. That was yesterday. Today it's bye, bye, bye. What up, bull markets? What up, bull markets? All right, market? Jose. Tony was just talking. Tony was just talking about hockey in the seventies. I'm going to throw one trivia at you. If you get it, then you are Nostradamus of sports. What is it? All right, nineteen seventy Stanley Cup Finals. Who passed the puck to Bobby Orr and got the assist? on the game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup. That would be Derek Sanderson's, yo. Boom! Good job, Jose. Say, are you think you're going to get it? Do you think he looked it up? You think like a lot of people who listen to shows and go to contests and they wait for a question and they're immediately on Google? You don't need Google. you got Jose. Google exactly should change. Right. Its, it's, they should change its name because Google has a bad connotation out there now. Just call it Jose. What up? <laughs> Uh, if I remember correctly, that would be Sanderson dishing it off the oar, and he made that classic dive in the ice on the end of the ice. Exactly right. That's beautiful. And who, who did uh, who gave the roses to so your girl? Game six. <laughs> Boom, another one. Jose just everywhere. I was there for Phil Esposito giving the roses to. Uh, to the great Kate Smith before she was banished from Philadelphia and still not heard from since, but I still have the shroud. The story it, behind it is Phil, Espe- Phil Esposito tried to jinx Miss Smith by uh, giving the flowers. You know what happened there? It was a Moose Dupont, Rick Moose police deflection, and a Bernie, Ron, Bernie Perron takeover show in Game 6. Exactly. To this day, I hate Bernie Perron with the life of me. 
No, I Bernie's mean, one of the greatest. He did stand on his and head. That whole series was amazing. That's why he's one of the all-time greats. That's why we love. Uh, when you think Bernie. of Bobby Orr's, you think Cashman and Hodge and Bobby Schmutz and uh, Bobby Schmutz. All right. and, um... <laughs> Dean, you want to give it another try, or uh... no? I was no, no. I just heard Tony talking about hockey in '70s, so that's I just threw that one up. No, we all know Jose's the walk-in encyclopedia of, of everything. He's amazing. <laughs> I think other people there. There might be some other people trying to get through now, though. That want right, to want to try and stump Jose. All right, Dean. There you have it. Stump, not stump the Schwab. Howie Schwab. Or not Charles Schwab, Robin. You got to get rid of that one line there because it's beeping. No, I know. And I... Jesus. <laughs> what up, busy signals? Stump Jose. <laughs> no, because Howie Schwab's a good friend of mine. He's on Twitter. He was at ESPN back in the day in the research department, and that show was great. Stump the Schwab. So we can't call it because Stump the Schwab sound it has alliteration to it. Stump Jose. Yeah, does, no, no. It's so... like what up. Should be the name of the segment. What, uh, uh, well, no, it has to come. We have to figure something else out. Hmm. Just called What Up. That's the name of the of the of the site. What Up. W A D D U P. Are you ready for one more, Jose? I'm ready. We did. We're getting another caller on the line right now. It is the What Up Jose segment on this beautiful Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, August thirteenth. Who do we have on the line trying to ask Jose what up? What up, Jose? What up, Tony Bruno? What up, Miss Robin? It's Trevor from the 203. What up, Trevor's? How we doing, yo? Not too bad. Got one for you. Who what? was the starting third baseman for the 2005 Houston Astros and hit a home run off Mark Burley in the second inning of Game 2 of the 2005 World Series? What was Morgan Ensberg? Damn it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Morgan Ensberg. Not Dick Enberg, of course. Oh, my, yo. How about that, Great, Trevor? He, knew, he didn't know that was coming. He didn't look it up. How many people in Houston could come up with that answer right now? Unbelievable. How many people in Houston, under Texas? two people. Exactly. If that you is- remember, you had a BGOs, Bagwells, uh, Ensberg. You had Bergman. Uh, Bergman. Bergman, the Killer Bees. Bergman. And before that, you had Derek Bell. Exactly. You had the Rockets. You had Pettit. You had um, Oswalds. You had um, Brad Lidge. The Lidge man. Other than that, that was a good squad that year. Too also, bad. Ozzie, people forget Ozzie. about this guy, Adam Everett. Yep, he's the one that hit the uh, 18th inning marathon home run. Oh, that's Chris Burke, by the way. Oh, God. That was Chris Don't Burke. Don't forget about home run. Jeff Blum, who hit a home run against his old team in Game 3 of the World that year's World Series. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's when, that's when they hit Minden Mate Park for game three after they were down yeah. 2-0. If I'm not mistaken, the rebay had the final out to wrap up the White Sox only World Series. Wow. You are correct. Don't forget, about, on that mound. don't forget about anything, but most importantly, guys, you know what? You don't forget about Dre. That's the most important thing, man. You that's Eminem lyric from the Forget About Dre Chronic 2000 album. We're going to play Great album. You know, it's, it's just like this and like that and like uh, this and uh, as the great Charlie Manuel back at the Phillies hitting coach would say, what it is is what it is. What it is, is what it no, is, Jose. or is, what, is, is good as, is man as good as his horse. Damn right. I wonder if Howard Eskin will ask Charlie Manuel tonight 
after his first day as the Phillies' new hitting coach. Whether why his team uh, can't hit home runs. Remember oh. that? When, gee, he, back in 2013, remember? Yeah. Charlie was in the office. He said, why don't you stop by my office now? Why don't you stop by my office? And then Howard Eskin went in there <laughs> and had the audacity to ask Charlie. After they won a game, by the way, ask Charlie, <laughs> ask Charlie about the Phillies hitting problems. And he said, no, but then he, he threatened him. He went yeah, he Chris him. Cuomo on him, but he did it in a laid-back style. Can we have that fight in, uh, on TV? Um, Charlie Manuel versus Har- Howard Eskin on pay-per-view, please? That's what we need to see. Yeah, that would be I awesome. Be special guest referee, too. Exactly. What up, King? What up, Charlie? Protect <laughs> <laughs> yourself at all times. Have a much clean fight. When I say break at the bell, yo, I mean break. If there's no break, I will take points away from you, yo. Do you understand? Have a good time, gentlemen. <laughs> well, that was your today's Ask Jose segment. Oh, that's beautiful, man. We got to get a sponsorship for this. Ask Jose, yo. Not Ask Sherwin Williams. Screw oh, that's that. Freaking fantastic. That's just a paint company. Ask Jose requires much more skill and knowledge not seen by normal, mere human beings. Now, we have one more question, Jose, before you go. And this okay. is from Burton Gus online uh, saying... Hold oh, on. Is he signal? Yeah, that's the other line. Robin's no. got to learn how to shut the other line well, down. When somebody just hangs up, it makes it a little bit more difficult for me. Ah. Well, shouldn't you hang up after the last caller, Robin? No, it's... They're in conference. <sighs> it's harder. It's It's... Does it, it's not quite as easy as it seems. It Charlie. may look easy. But it's hard. But it's hard. Okay. I think um, Chris Cuomo should fight the big Okay, guy. here's the question, Jose. Are you there? <laughs> I'm right here. All right. Uh, oh, where'd it go? Um, who scored the game-winning goal in Game 6 Stanley Cup Finals action to send Flyers to Game Number 7 versus Edmonton? Who was Brian Propp? I don't even know if that's right, so... I'd have to. It, is would, it, not not JJ Daniel. That Gass, wasn't him. JJ Daniel tied it. That is great knowledge, right there, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, proving to all the world. Forget sports Jeopardy. We got sports Jose, spelled with a J, just like Jeopardy. That's what it should be called. Ask sports Jose, yo. Ask sports Jose, yo. No, that's not good. Right? No. No, you got to come up with something better than that. Okay, we'll work on it. Jose, once again. Brilliant performance. Last question. Will Charlie reunite with the Phillies batters and get them to barrel? Will there be instant dividends paid by the addition of Charlie Manuel as the Phillies' new hitting coach tonight against the Chicago Land Area Cubs? And guess who's on the mound for those Cubs, yo? Uh, would it be a guy who was an important part of the Phillies organization back in the day, especially when they won the World Series in 2008? Hamels? Cole Hamels back in town, ladies and gentlemen. With beautiful hair, as you know. And not only that, the Cubs are coming in gunning for the Central, yo, because the Cardinals and Brewers are chasing them, and they're trying to get in the postseason dance, as usual, under... Wait a minute, Jose, i got to stop you right there. You cannot say gunning when it refers to the city of Philadelphia. There's just too much of that. You can't even go to a subway stop anymore oh, in the right. middle of the after- afternoon <laughs> drive without getting shot in Philadelphia. You see he's, that? Rolling in, he's rolling on the mound trying to... Uh, <laughs> Get the Cubs in the postseason, yo. <laughs> so it's going to be hard to hit that that 84 mile per hour changeup to go along with that 92, 93 heaters, yo, and that sweeping 70 mile per hour curveball. 
twice. Sarge Matthews once said, they got to keep an eye and hit the baseball. Yo. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, let's put your hands together. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. There he is, Jose, in Norristown, PA. It's Stump Jose on Taco Tuesday. <laughs> there you go, right there. See our audience? We have the greatest studio audience since the Jackie Gleason audience is back at the Fontainebleau Hotel Stump in Jose Miami on Beach. Taco Tuesday. Back in the day. Stump Jose on Taco Tuesday. It rhymes. It's got all the other stuff. Maybe we can get uh, Taco Bell to sponsor it or Del Taco <laughs> or any taco place. You know why? What is it, Z? <laughs> Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Can you turn your... I have it all the way up, Robin. I'm cranked all the way up. It's those darn iPads that just don't have enough volume in it. And no matter what I do, when I bring it into the board, it's not good enough. By the way, speaking of that, did you see Tim... uh, Who was it? No, Bob. Bill Gates, apparently, his name is surfaced in this Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Now that he's dead... They're coming up with all these names. Hollywood produced, Broadway producers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This list is going to be... Well, let's this, be, to be fair, though... These are allegations. To, no, to be fair, even if a name is associated with somebody, does not necessarily mean... I mean, like, if they've been to a party or they've... I understand, Robin. Uh, listen, I understand. I'm, and I'm, I actually understand innocent until proven guilty. No, but what I'm saying is that there's going to be all sorts of names thrown out there because he hobnobbed with the rich and famous. So you're defending now... All these I'm rich not. and famous people? I'm not, but I'm being okay. fair where fair is fair. Nobody's more fair than I am, Robin. And as far as journalism goes, until somebody is proven without a doubt that oh, they gee, were Oh, gee, thanks, Robin. Thank you for the journalism lecture. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually because I think that it detracts from the real issue if... No, uh, the real issue is the guy was probably murdered. And now the story this morning is the security, the guard who was there wasn't even trained to be a guard. Yeah, no. The, the, there I mean, was this way... thing smells to the high heavens. Yeah, the, the camera that's supposed, the, the, the video camera that was there supposedly broke the day before. The Friday night, they put, uh, the, the, the cellmate was moved to a different no, location. It's, it's, I mean, it's, there's like it, so And that's many why there's things. all these conspiracy theory nuts out there. How could it? Because you, there's no way that anybody can explain this logically. Yeah. Although I did hear 
that there is a camera in the hallway. There's not one in the cell because there's no way there's no cameras in a maximum security prison. It's unfreaking. They didn't have a camera on the cell. Yeah. So they will be able to see, unless they conceal the evidence, that the person that, who went in and out of that corridor where the cell was. Mm-hmm. So that person's not going to get away with it unless there's a cover-up yeah. of this thing, which, which is an outrage. Which, uh, the way it's going, sounds like it's a cover-up of major proportions already. So Exactly. But anyway, I don't want to make this. This isn't about politics. This is about a crazy, crazy situation where a guy who was obviously a pedophile, yeah. who obviously was bringing people to his island, mm-hmm. powerful people from all over the world, royal family members, presidents, Congress people, Broadway producers, well-known Hollywood people. Yeah, they're all dirtbags. All dirtbags. Not as much of it. Well, actually, even bigger dirtbags than Chris Cuomo. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think Bill. I think he qualifies uh, as a bigger dirtbag. No, no, he's not a bigger dirtbag than pedophiles, unless he turns no, out to I'm be one, which that, I don't think he is. But. Epstein is a bigger dirt. Oh yeah, he was the worst of the worst, using wealth of other people for I access. Mean, he, That's what he, it's all about. He freely admitted out loud to anybody that wanted to listen that he felt that uh, um, sex with teenagers should not be. Legal, that it's just it, that that the society is just too uptight. Now. Right, enough about that's enough about that stuff. Meanwhile, should we, we got to do some updates today. Yes, we should. We have a. This is one of my favorite updates. Let's do a Florida one, and then I'll have one. My maybe my favorite update of the week so far. It's only Tuesday, so, and it goes with the theme of the show many times. One of the famous drops that we use on this show uh-huh, uh-huh. is associated with one of the updates we're going to do today. Coincidence. I think not. But let's go to Florida. We were just talking with somebody who was a UCF graduate. Trying to remember who it was. I know. Because our buddy AJ in San Antonio obviously is a Vermont catamount graduate. Even though he lives in San Antonio, he's from Texas. He went to school in Vermont and actually was eating Ben and Jerry's with Bernie Sanders back in the day. When Bernie was only half nuts, not fully nuts. But we would just met somebody. And there's a lot of people we know who went to UCF, the University of Central Florida. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now uh, UCF is back in Brent the news. Brent Kreischer, lady. isn't that? Was he I don't know if UCF? he was UCF or, or USF. Florida, yeah, I'm not. F- there's all, I mean, no, he's a Florida State guy. Florida State, okay. Brent Kreischer went to Florida State. But UCF is Central Florida. And then there's USF, which is the University of South Florida, which is also in Central Florida. Which makes sense. And that's sense. the confusing yeah, yeah, thing. very confusing. But meanwhile... But let's go to the... Let's go to UCF, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And they have a situation developing in the Situation Room, and Wolf Blitzer's nowhere to be found. Let's go to your Florida correspondent, a woman who's been down there in the Sunshine State many, many times now, Miss Robin. Down to Florida. Welcome you to the Sunshine State. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to the University of Central Florida campus where I believe the term white girl wasted was actually started. Did it start there? I believe Are so. Are you sure? I don't want to. This is uh, now. Is this a conspiracy? Is this a fact? Uh, it is not a fact, but it is a, it's a speculation. And I do believe that uh, these particular sorority ladies, the uh, sorority Alpha Delta Pi, 
um, has been corro- has corroborated my theory that White Girl Wasted was started at, at the University of yes. Central. Now, can I we mean, confirm that? No, we can't. But well, it's, then I want I don't want to run with speculation, Robin. I'm sorry, but I mean, White Girl Wasted status is very important. You can't is. give it to someone <laughs> who hasn't earned it. Well, they have earned it and then some. <laughs> they have done. Alpha Delta Pi has been suspended. No! Yes, after allegations of its members posting explicit photographs, offering payment uh, to complete schoolwork, and fake IDs to buy alcohol. No, that doesn't happen in college campuses. Never happens. They suspended the entire fraternity yes, sorority. Yes, they did. So let me tell you what happened. On July eighth, one of the sorority m- girls members contacted her fraternity president, stating that she was unhappy because some of her sorority sisters posted a photograph of another sister naked no. from the waist down and lying next to a toilet in a bar. I'm assuming in a expose of white girl wasted. Wow. And there was a cake now, however, they were classy. They put a cake emoji covering her genitals, you know, to be nice. What kind of cake? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was vanilla or chocolate, but uh, hopefully the drapes matched. Um and it was chair, shared, this photograph was shared on a mass chat on the GroupMe app. The GroupMe app? Yes. Or GroupMe app? I think, well, you figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> and the student, the sorority sister who reported it, said that there's no way that her sorority sister could have given any kind of consent seeing how absolutely plastered she was. But no action was taken. Drunk chicks in Florida, really? I know. No actions were taken. Then, because of this... Why wouldn't they put a pie instead of a cake over the uh, private? That's a good question. That's why our audience asked. Or or maybe they should have put a taco. Like a a pink taco. Doug McGregor asks... fish taco. Doug McGregor inquires, Alpha Delta Pie, more more than offering just poontang pie? Is that available too down there? Well, they started doing some investigation, and um, turns out that these young ladies were offering, uh, as payment for fake IDs, they were offering more nude photographs and uh, offering to pay all sorts of ways. Um, They, uh, let's see. She, she also complained about Sorority's nasty theme song with the, liver, the, the lyrics that were giving head and doing blow. Um, let's see, what else did they do? Uh, now, um, there was also a serious accident from which the victim who partook in underage drinking is still recovering, alleged the letter writer. So they started doing all this investigation and found out that, yes, indeed, this was true. So they were suspended. During the suspension, the group cannot recruit new members or participate in any fundraiser. But what about selling naked pictures? I mean, the hungry girls got to oh, eat, still, too. You're still free to do that, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, that's all that matters. <laughs> Can I find them on, my, on the GroupMe app? Uh, no, because they've they've had to suspend all of their social media activities as well. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're really going to keep yes. a close watch on that. Now, the hearing to decide their next steps will be held on 
I guess it was just held. So we don't know yet what else is that they they haven't operated. But yes, I Everywhere I'm pretty Florida. sure white girl wasted Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. <laughs> this one coming here. from uh, the political front, but it has nothing to do with politics as far as I'm concerned. It is breaking news because David Portnoy, the stool presidente. Yeah, yeah. From Barstool Sports. Yes. Is challenging AOC. Says, hey, AOC, welcome to the Thunderdome. Debate me. So apparently she wrote a tweet AOC, Alexandria uh-huh. Ocasio-Cortez. This is the tweet. If you're a boss tweeting firing threats to employees trying to unionize, you are likely breaking the law and can be sued, in your words, on the spot. All workers in the U.S. have the protected freedom to organize for better conditions. See at NLRB and union organizations like the AFL-CIO for tips. So she sent that to, to David Portnoy, the stool presidente. And he wrote, if you work for bar, Barstool Sports, <coughs> apparently he wrote to somebody, <coughs> if you work for Bar Sports, Pool Sports, and DM this man, I will fire you on the spot. So Portnoy tweeted that out five hours ago uh, to some guy, Rafi Letzer. Letzer. And he writes, if you work for Barstool and want to have a private chat about the unionization process, how little power your boss has to stop you, and how you can leverage that power to make your life better, my DMs are open. Rafi Letzer is a staff writer for Live Science, whatever that means. And so he's the one who's now trying to get Barstool people to go to him to try to get unionization go on. And then... David Portnoy, who runs Barstool Sports, writes to him, if you work for Barstool and DM this man, I will fire you on the spot. And then, of course, AOC comes back to him and lays out the law and, you know, nobody can stop anybody from unionizing and blah, 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 and all that other stuff. So think of it what you will. I agree with Barstool Sports saying we are officially living in banana land. Well, that was his follow-up because, no, he said debate. He wants to debate AOC. I don't know. So he's being accused of being a bad boss. AOC right. then says that they should unionize. And then he says, no way in hell. If anybody tries to unionize, I'll fire them on the spot. And it's, it is crazy. And, you know, it ha- listen, I've worked in many places where we were union or non-union. And when I've worked in non-union newsrooms... You know, the union, the after representatives would come in and talk to the employees mm-hmm. and ask them about, you know, joining the union, becoming members of AFTRA. And there was a vote. Yep. The employees voted whether they wanted to be in a union or not. And so while the union employed people to say, hey, why don't you guys become part of the union? It was up to the people involved. And sometimes they said yes, as we always say on this show. Hey, 